Nipples, nipples, nipples. Nipple fuck. KTBR Break Room. Hear the drama get wicked. This is, I think, this is the final fin- finale, final, final. I don't final, believe final it. Nico, come back. I think could, you're going to be the uh, the Rolling Stones of podcasting. <laughs> have they quit a bunch of times? Yeah, every tour is their last tour. Oh, maybe we'll find out. We have really a big uh, following in some third world country where they are actually burning discs to everyone that everyone is listening to. <laughs> like, but we'll find something like that. It's just some country that's not on the, not really on the internet yet. Yeah, they got one guy this will be like how they learn about America <laughs> right. from the show. This is. <laughs> This will be their only knowledge of the U.S. How did, yeah. you, how did you learn to speak English? They don't even know English, but they just know our drops. And the Instead of saying goodbye, they say, I'll go out to each other. <laughs> exactly. They come to America and start saying that to people. Yeah. And hi hattie and Gasoline, high five. Yeah. Have you ever been pelted by a sandstorm? <laughs> yep, oh, so last odd. episode, supposedly. Until 20 years. Until it's not. You have to not let this be the last one. You have to keep going. Oh, my God. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So what's this bullshit I see on Facebook about you all recording your last episode this week? Um, um, I'm hoping that this is yet again another temporary stopping of the break room. And you guys will be back in like six months to a year. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. Broadcasting live from the break room towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark the Bus, Thomas the Tank, and Dirty Dirty Dustin. July Fools, everybody. We're back. Episode 252. Took just a short break of only 11 months, but The Break Room is back. And I'm sad to say that this will be our last episode. <laughs> it <laughs> hasn't even been a full year. That's until crazy. 2.53. Now we, uh, we have undouble-deaded this bitch. And this is where we again. drink beer and think beer, or is this something else? <laughs> this is where we <laughs> drink food and think food. I showed up on the wrong day, then. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Please leave. I'll see you later. Leave. We will replace you with Robot Dave. <laughs> yeah, we've. Uh, I think we all had a great desire, a burning of our loins, to bring the show back. I don't know, marginal interest, I think, would be more accurate. Uh, I'm going to say Like, that might be all right to do every now and again. Yeah, we've decided uh, it's not going to be every week like it used to be, because uh, we just can't manage that with our I mean, with all the net, the necks that Thomas has to snap to cash his checks. <laughs> it's, uh, and it's nice that we're back to the same old assholes always. <laughs> we, uh, we just can't fit that in our schedules, but... That's what made us so successful before. <laughs> yes, all your, your neck snapping. How do you think we had those regular 50 people? <gasps> it was true. from assholeness. Assholeness? Mm. Assholeness. <laughs> We've He's decided we're going to record once a month, and we're going to do we're going to attempt to do two shows every time. So you'll get a show about 
uh, every other week in theory. And that may fade down to one show a month and then <laughs> one day every few months. You if never du- know. If Dustin has anything to say about it. It's not going to be regular. It's not going to be weekly like it was uh, before for sure. No, no. It's we, too hard to do now. No, we can't do that. We're getting to be old men too, so. Plus Dustin, or I'm sorry, Thomas lives out in BFE now, so it's True. really, it's a long drive. He comes from West Fort Worth all the way yes. over here. He drives the entire penile shaft of the Metroplex <laughs> just to come here at podcast for you guys. Luckily there's a toll road that <laughs> follows that penile urethra. It takes him right up the urethra. <laughs> Into the uh, studio. It's a total a urethra. Quicker to get here. How much does it cost you? About eighty bucks to get down the, sh- the shaft. I haven't looked at the statement yet. I just have the the tag. So he'll be turning that into Breakout Media Network. To <laughs> take care of it. Well, the sad news is we good call. <laughs> we still make no money, and the Mimosa Men work for free. So. At least that's been consistent for all ten years we tried the show. So we, we make no zero money? dollars. Yes. Doesn't matter which show we make. We make no money on that show. So currently, the break room towers is at your place now. That's Mark. right. Once so again, we reconstructed the towers. There are mimosa men here. Is that what you're saying? Well, I I didn't have the heart to kill your remaining mimosa men. I thought about executing them with a club to the head, but I just couldn't. I knew you'd be, you know, a little. You shed a tear about that, and I didn't want you to be unhappy. Well, I appreciate that. I want you to live in comfort while you're here at the uh, at the break room. Tower. Plus, it's in his contract to come back. That mimosa men carry him up your stairs. Plus, now they can start to respawn like salmon. It's in my contract that they be here for the one day a month <laughs> yeah, that I'm here. Exactly. Now they'll start reproducing by swinging up the shaft. Just they're like all mimosa men, though. Is, well, it like a, is it like a junior situation or no, something? No, it's just that they have a sing- they're a single-sex organism. <laughs> oh, okay. They just spawn. They okay. spawn with each other, and uh, they, they dock wieners, and that's how they, they have to swim up the shaft. Dock wieners. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure that many people are going to know what the junior reference is. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're 40 years old like us, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. We're, the kids won't know. Don't put us ahead of where we're actually at. <laughs> who, we're close enough. Who among the kids is listening to this crap? That's true. That's exactly. First, first of all, who's listening Probably to this crap? Point. But secondly, among the millennials, I've been 13 and Marla understand the reference. Well, yeah, be, but they're our age, if not older. That's what I'm, I'm, our entire audience okay. understands the reference. You, I'm just saying, you act like the kids are listening to this, like some random <laughs> no, I pool said, of... I'm not acting like that. Thomas asks who knows the junior reference. I'm saying everybody that's 40 like us will know it. Well, I'm saying Thomas then thinks like... We're not 40. Stop saying we're 40. (laughs) This batch of small batch artisanal millennials listening to us. I don't think that's the case. No, that's very true. So we did Unless we burn it to like a a record or something, then they'll listen to it on their turntable. (laughs) And it's one of the hand crank turntables. Wearing wearing their Pink Floyd shirt. They have no idea what that means. And their Kurt Cobain shirt. Yeah. And long beards. Suspenders. (laughs) Right. And homemade moonshine. But uh, when we announced our return a few weeks ago, we did get a few voicemails. So uh, let's go to some guy in some state. Hey, break room. This is uh, Matthew McConaughey. I'm just uh, going for a drive here in my Lincoln, catching up on podcasts. And uh, y'all aren't making shows anymore? Well, I got a problem with that, guys. Hey. I hear you're doing some shit about beer now, but uh, I don't drink beer. I drink Windex with crushed up magic mushrooms in there because that's the only way to see God. Anyway, uh, this Lincoln's getting pretty boring and uh, I'm starting to smell color. So, uh, y'all just go ahead and bring back the fucking show, all right? Stop fucking around. Matthew, out. I'll get anyone's tail Thanks, Matt. Uh, uh, hopefully, he was rolling the bug just like he was in the original commercials. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. 
That's how I picture him. I didn't know. I heard this today that he's going to be teaching at the, the University of Texas next semester. He's teaching a film class. Interesting. So maybe he'll come. So he'll uh, be local yeah, in maybe, order to listen to us. Maybe he'll come and uh, guest on one of the shows. Maybe he'll do, a, I don't know, a, a Taste Buddies with us or something did you like get that. A, did you get a caller ID on that phone call? Maybe we could give him a call back. Sure. Okay, uh, cool. 817-995-1310. Okay, let's not actually give out that. One, two, three, four. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next one. In our in our absence. Hello, break room. This is Michael Kane. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I've been a long time listener of this show, and I've just got word that you've stopped doing it. And I've got to be honest with you, break room. I've long, long wanted to know that one day I would be invited into the Double Dead Hall of Fame. <laughs> and now that the show is done, I know that that won't happen. And it's made me go into my, my sad Michael Caine voice, where everything gets very much buried in the bottom of my throat. I've, I've buried enough members of the Wayne family in my lifetime. And inevitably, the sad Michael Caine voice escalates into the very angry, indeed, Michael Caine voice. So bring the show back, boys. Stop fucking me on this, all right? I've got very few dreams. I've done every movie that's ever been offered to me. Bring the show back. He's kind of like Anthony Hopkins. He'll pretty much do anything. I'm glad we were able to accede to uh, Michael Caine's wishes. I had no idea he was such a big fan. He's he way was... behind on the fact that it ended and yeah. then complaining about bringing it back, but it's that's weird. okay. It's weird he waited so long to send these voicemails. <laughs> he waited a year before yeah. complaining about he that. He said at the beginning of June. He was just alerted to it, oh. is what he said. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Hello, break room. This is Tom Waits. Um... Just calling to say, I guess, bring the show back. I uh, I never really listened, but I am good friends with Sir Michael Caine. And uh, to be honest, he just won't shut up about it. With so, some um, Michael Caine? Sir. I oh. guess start doing the show, don't do the show. Life is pointless, and uh, I don't really care. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was depressing. statement in life. That was depressing. I had no idea we had such a celebrity contingent. I know. Us. Here's another one. Hello, Break Room. This is John Oliver from HBO's Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Now, I'm calling with a bit of advice. When you found something that works, just do it. Just like my comedy. All I do is pair escalating outrage with a tangential metaphor. It's like mashing the trip button in Mortal Kombat. It works, but it isn't fair. Stop it, Andrew. Stop it or I'm telling Mom about your shoebox full of porn. <laughs> your show works, idiot. Bring it back. Also, watch Last Week Tonight with John Oliver every Sunday on HBO. <laughs> Had no idea. One of my favorite shows. I know you steal from him on the other show. I don't know what you're talking about. I have never done that. <laughs> I've never done that. He's just, one of, just almost every intro, whenever we do news. Not every intro, just not every other just intro. Just almost. about. Yeah. And lastly, our final voicemail. Oh, hi, gents. It's Russell Brown here. I'm just calling to say, I really like that fucking taste buddies bit, and I want you to bring it back, all right? You've got a good thing going with the break room, and I look at my podcast feed, and it's not there. And honestly, I'm very disappointed, mate. I think you can do better. Get the show back on the air. Eat the weird stuff from Sweden again. Oh, everyone loves it. I love it. So, you know, fucking do it. And if you want to leave a voicemail just like those people, <laughs> just like all those celebrities. This is 
Uh, do you have the number ready there, Dustin? Because I don't. Do we have nice. the same? Do we have the same number? Yeah, uh, four six nine six six five nine eight two seven. Four six nine six six five nine eight two seven. We don't do anything off air. We pull everything, all the, cur- the everything curtains is are on air. Well pulled back on the show. Well, I'm glad that we could. Uh, Bring back the show for all the famous celebrities. We should really just move to Hollywood. I think that's what we're we learning now. We, yeah, should move, yeah. we should move Let's into Capitol Records, maybe CBS uh, Radio. Let's reach out to John Oliver and uh, see if we can get a promotion next yeah. week. Maybe we, get, maybe we can get next week, this week, start our own little <laughs> spinoff show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next week currently. <laughs> uh, all right. So one thing we used to really do all the time, that we used to really like doing was a Very question, generic no, statement. No, uh, question of the week. <laughs> stumbly. So we're going to try to bring this back and see how it goes. So the question of the week this week is, and if you would like to, <sighs> to uh, send one in for us, you can call us at 469-665-9827 or email it to uh, brickroomshow at gmail.com. But uh, this week's question serve? comes from uh, inkyvillage.com. That's not the question. <laughs> okay, just curious. <laughs> would you rather have a 10-inch long belly button that swayed to music, or would you rather have accordions for legs? Thomas, go. <laughs> Where did this come from again? But just, Are you serious? Just, uh Blogs of a fatkid.blogspot.com. Is that where no, it really? Okay. Not, no, that's not where it came from. <laughs> that's where we got some. That's where we got oh. some of our best list from. That's where it came from. Antiimmigration.com. That's <laughs> <laughs> Antiimmigration.com. Sound way gone at that point. Yeah. Okay, a belly button that's ten inches long <laughs> that sways to music. Right. So you're th- you're sitting there listening to some thrash metal, and it's just going crazy like an earthquake. Or or organ. Or you have accordions for legs. Accordions for legs. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the belly button. So you're just, just going to have giant earth, <laughs> earthquake stomach all the time? Yeah, I mean, I hate that, but... Okay. Accordion is one of the most annoying instruments in the world to me. <laughs> Does it have to make the noise, or do you so, just have to walk no, like yeah, it's no, accordion I, I'm no, guessing it, that every step you take has the like, accordion uh, noise uh, happening. Uh, yes. uh, yeah, okay, constantly. You get full-on full music legs. <laughs> well, that's not an accordion. That's nothing like an accordion. Well, it's close enough. <laughs> not no, really. It's not even really in the realm. Okay, just stop trying. We all know what an accordion is. <laughs> or do we? Yeah, that sounds... Both of those sound terrible. I mean, just try to pick up a lady with a 10-inch belly button that sways to music. I think that's an accordion. No, it's not. Oh. But thank you for making sure that made it into the first episode back. <laughs> So you're going to go with the 10-inch belly button? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have an easier time functioning. Why don't you go next, Mark? I think i got to go with the belly button also. I mean, first of all, you're kind of... You could maybe do the shocker. You could just bend your belly button down a little bit. What? It's a 10-inch belly button, right? It's sticking out 10 inches? But how are you going to do the shocker? That requires yeah two, or two in the stink, one in the pink, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you have a finger, too. You could do it all. You have enough appendages. I you think could you do it. miscalculated the appendages there, Mark. Oh, is it, is it four in the stink? No, three God. in the, three in the pink. <laughs> How many fingers you have on your hand? Okay, it's five in the stink. <laughs> Another five in the in the pink. Are you obsessed with how many are in the stink? You're obsessed with the <laughs> overloading the stink. <laughs> Maybe I'm just trying to provide pleasure. Stop saying anal. Mark back. that. All right. So which one? Which I, one, Mark? I think I think I'd have to go with the belly button too, but not from a musical perspective. I think from a, just a storage perspective, it could be it could be like your. Uh, is trunk. it like is it like stiff or is it bendable? Well, I would assume it's well pl- if it sways to music. Well, first of all, it can be stiff. Do you? How have does it? your belly button sway to music too? Yeah. That's what it's at. That's oh, the hypothetical. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't really man. listen to you. I think because it's 
pliable and tractable. Yeah, it's it's nice and soft. You could uh, you could store all kinds of things in there. How? It could be like a second backpack. In there? Yes. How, how do you open it up? Okay, if it's, it's an Audi, it doesn't have any storage. Nobody said it's an Audi. If it's 10 inches long, it's an Audi. It's an Audi. I was thinking more like 10 inches wide. No, no. Oh, what we're talking hell? like a second penis? Like a belly button penis? Yes. Oh. Well, that changes my answer completely. <laughs> okay, what sense would it make for it to be 10 inches wide and sway to music? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Well, I was just thinking the storage possibilities. It could be like Storage Wars for belly buttons. But you were thinking incorrectly about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. it was. I didn't, I didn't, realize, I didn't realize it was going to be like a, a, a porn star version of a belly button. That's like a Peter North. <laughs> Hence the sexual element or, of it. Or a Lexington you couldn't, have, you couldn't do anything with that with a 10-inch wide one. <laughs> But it could be like, if it's concave, then yes, it could be a storage unit. <laughs> That's true, yes. It could, but I don't think that still seems weird by the Just think of all the, nut, the nuts and cheeses. You're just going to kangaroo your ass off with a 10-inch belly button? Not all of us are cheese man or whatever, storing <laughs> Captain Cheese You're, pockets right, or whatever but the fuck you are. I can store more than cheese. Some of us are cheese man. <laughs> not all of us. <laughs> I could, yes, I could age a, a, a nice Gouda in there or something. God. Okay, that changes my answer then. Then I'm going with the accordion legs. Don't make it a cheese storage area, no matter what. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing on the body should be cheese storage. Okay, can I store some pens and pencils there? Maybe some nice Not on an notes? Audi. No, on an any. I'm talking about the old, the ye old 10-inch the, the, the one that you were the, incorrect about? The one I wanted the to have. Ye old, you know, like they had back in the old days. <laughs> the one I wanted to have. Not the one that apparently I have to have. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go with the accordions for legs then, so I can provide uh, musical entertainment to everybody. God. <laughs> Just think of the. I want you to use the biggest probe you can find. Just think of the talent fees I could get in an Italian restaurant. <laughs> yeah, there's no. I don't see know. Marcus like bouncing up and down as he's playing the song. In my mind, there's no way that it's playing actual music. It's just <laughs> you don't blowing know. the entire accordion as you walk everywhere. Look, if I practice hard enough and I get my stomp-like moves down, maybe my ass will be spread wide. Maybe. Uh. I could, Stomp. if I could join oh, yeah. a step uh, a step group, maybe we could make some fun Italian music like this. You might need to scoot back or scoot forward to get closer or farther away to, you know, appropriately maneuver your instrument. It's <laughs> <laughs> good advice to your accordion leg self. Exactly. You've been right. prepping for this for a while, Dustin. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd probably go with accordion legs too. So we can have. Yeah. Then you're the second member of my step group. We could just chair out when we don't want to hear that, you know. Chair out. Yeah. This is You're- not an accordion. <laughs> or anything close to. But we're playing a we have accordion legs while we're playing the flute and other guitars. Exactly. And we're like we're like a two man band. A two man band step group with accordion legs. Meanwhile, we can replace all the yeah, we can replace the flutes and everything with accordion legs. Meanwhile Thomas is over there starring in his Pornhub.com slash 3D. His double penetration uh, porn with his <laughs> belly button and his wiener. Hey, you know what? I think I won. <laughs> That's true. No, you're not winning. <laughs> He's got to awkwardly double thrust the up and down <laughs> part of the body. <laughs> Looks like hey, it's man. convulsing. It's a talent. <laughs> My abs miraculously got in a lot better shape once I started doing that. Yeah. How do you keep it erect, though? Do you strap like some sort of like a flagpole it, to it? Or? It, it is, it's, it's an Audi. I can't explain. It just is what it is. It does. You can't explain it. How you Maybe gonna... it has the same stuff that wieners have, so it just gets hard when it gets, yeah. so now there's, gets a rise. Now there's blood flow to it. Exactly. Maybe. It is I part mean, of the body. It is in my, yeah, it's part of the, you know. <laughs> so it's basically like the doctor cut the umbilical cord very long. Exactly. It could be. And then instead of dying and fading off, it just became part of the body that is sustained and gets erect. And now it's tumescent. 
a tubescent. Tu- yeah, tubescent. Sure. sure, sure. So when you were a kid, in Is like, that like more of your penultimate okay. speak, when you were, were when you were coming of, of age and you got this random boners, did you also get uh, random okay. naval boners? This is a question of the week, not turned into <laughs> what my life has been like ever since I grew up with it. All right, Thomas of the naval naval boner. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like his house, like he has a, exactly. a flag that has a big erect belly button on it. <laughs> For the seal of the home. <laughs> Sir Thomas of the Naval Bona. <laughs> Signaled all, sh- all the ships at sea. <laughs> exactly. All right, so accordion legs wins this week. <laughs> I don't think anybody winner really wins. <laughs> I think we all win. Okay, so coming up on the other side all of right. the show, Gasoline. we're going to do something we haven't done since go, just about we ended, out. and that is the throw open the uh, doors to the Double Dead Hall of Fame. You're listening to the break room, home of the Mimosa Men. If there is your preference, check out Brew Bloods at Brew Bloods on Twitter. Or we find have some us other on stuff going on as well, so call the hotline at 469-665-9827 or Skype us at Break Room and leave us a voicemail. Sold separately from Lego Systems. It's time for the break. Room's Double Dead Hall of Fame. Hi, Billy Mays here for... Into the vagina and out the ass. Oh my goodness. Hello. So does anybody, anybody have the keys to the... I forgot my keys at home. I'm not sure they work anymore. Anybody have the keys to this place? I think it's still locked up. Yeah. Well, let's just go home. Thomas, do you have the keys? Uh, no. Do you want to try? You have like 30,000 keys on your key ring. Would you try one of them, please? <laughs> nope, that one didn't work. Keep trying. Nope, that one didn't work either. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, let's stop the show. Go find a key. We'll come back. It's weird hanging out of here. Or out here outside of the Double Dead. We haven't been here in a long time. Do you remember the Ultimate Warrior? Okay, I found a key. We're in now. <laughs> Now, it's a little dusty inside. Everything's been locked up for a long time, so just be prepared. You don't think she's been doing anything for the last 11 months? Who's she? she, the hull? Come on. She's just been maintaining herself with her automated clean droids? Maintaining. Maintaining. It will last longer. All right, everybody, don't dine your uh, or dine and don your blood red robes. What? Because now we have to we have to send the platform of the Double Dead Hall of Fame committee. Don't dine in your robes. Don't dine. I don't want you to stain your blood red robes. <laughs> but don them now and don't dine in them. Don. <laughs> so we're gonna start with the last time we did a show was August of 2015, I think. I think so. So we're gonna cover. You're asking me like I, I would so. know. I, I'm not asking you. I'm asking Thomas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to cover the ensuing months since up until to, yeah, the day we're recording here, July 1st. So, Thomas, take it away. Deal. We are recording on July 2nd, by the way. 
And because we're striving to, in this new, pulling back the curtain a little bit, uh, trying to make this as easy as possible for us to record episodes, we're trying to make it as pain-free as possible. So Mark couldn't do this one by himself, so I had to help him out <laughs> a little bit. So, first entrance Everyone's comes from at you, everyone. <laughs> a movie is being made. The definitive nightmare. I thought you killed Freddy off. They'd like to see us together again. The horror they could only imagine. What if Freddy is loose in your script? Has become very real. Wes Craven's new nightmare, rated R, starts Friday. August 30th, 2015, when... Mr. Wes Craven died of death. I don't give a fucking ass. Oh. So. Creator of many horror movies. Wes Craven, do you know who he is, uh, Did Dustin? Scream? I do, yeah. He did, uh, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah. And yep. Several wrote other direct, things. Wrote direct those. Wrote direct most of the Scream stuff. A horror um, ingenue. Uh, what? A horror ingenue. Sure. He was, he was in, in the, uh, he was writing all of the, like, Kruger shorts, uh, and, um, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Like, there's some pretty much anything that had to do with Nightmare on Elm Street. He was involved in in some way. The movie that never ended up happening, unfortunately. Yeah, that's too bad. Did he do Freddy versus Jason or or just the comic Freddy versus Jason versus Ash? I don't. He doesn't have a credit for he he wrote. He has a credit for writing Freddy versus Jason. That guy. The credit right next to it says characters, so I'm not really sure what that that's means. That's generic. Maybe he I just, know. It maybe is. they're just crediting him because he created Freddy or something. Maybe that's what it is. He just created the character, so yeah. he's just credited for that's weird. Anyway, everybody's pretty familiar with Wes Craven. It's also weird that most Wes Craven movies needed to start with Wes Craven's before presents came in. Yeah, something Wes Craven's new nightmare. So whatever. So, um, Dustin, what are your thoughts on <laughs> or no entrance? Uh, I th- I'd say he's in. Probably, I think he's yeah. definitely a, a horror movie icon. I love horror movies. Definitely knew who he was. Even if he hadn't put his name on everything, I still would have <laughs> known who he was. So I'm going to say in. You're uh, you're definitely the horror movie aficionado of the three of us, although that's probably going to prompt a yell from the other side of the table here in a minute. But... No, no, not at all. Oh, okay. <clears throat> although he refuses to listen to any horror podcasts, such as oh, current podcasts like Pickled man. Embryo. I don't refuse to. but Current podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> Circa 1999. <laughs> I don't think it was that old either. <laughs> with uh, uh, with uh, Mike Woods at the helm. <laughs> and again. And again. So, Mark, your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. He was a large contributor contributor to uh, the genre. Wow. God, I am struggling today. <laughs> Mark's had a little whiskey today. A little bit. Nah, this is just no different than usual. This Pretty is just much. me on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, a large contributor to the genre. So, yep. absolutely should be in. Good deal. Thomas. All right. Well, it doesn't really matter what I say because who is in? Of course I would put him in, of course. He's he's a giant I don't think I can say anything more than he is I mean, you don't it's hard not to know who he is and what he's been involved in. So obviously he he surpasses just the movie genre in the fact that socially he's created such a you know, a big fad. He created a bunch of icons. I yeah. mean <clears throat> Freddie yeah, alone is a major cultural huge icon. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Huge thing. So all right, so do we have any music for when someone? Couldn't remember if we did or not. I don't think that was it. No, we didn't. But now we do. There, okay. we'll use that. Good. So he wins. I'm up here in the press box watching a great ball player. It's New York Yankee catcher Yogi Berra. 
the only active American leaguer to win the Most Valuable Player Award three times. We'll talk to Yogi in a minute. One question I've always wanted to ask you. You uh, talk to the batters a lot, Yogi. What do you say to them? Try to help them, Jim. Help them? The guys you want to beat? Sure, I tell them watch out for the pitcher. He's a little wild. Or it's hard to see the ball because of the white shirt. Helpful things, Jim. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yogi, what's your call on camels? That's easy. Camels taste good and smoke mouth. Thanks, Yogi. See you behind the plate. September of 2015, on the date of the 22nd, dying uh, is so Yogi for... Berra. <laughs> ah, <laughs> of the picnic well, basket. Are you serious? The, of the what, I'm sorry? Of the picnic basket. Um, Friend, not not Yogi movement. Bear. Of the bear uh, movement. Yogi Berra. Long time. Uh, of the cartoon pairs. entire career with the New York Yankees. Uh, is a Hall of Famer. Multiple MVP winner. Um, I can rattle off stats, but no one here is going to care about that. So, did he do bat and ball? Well, he was a very big bear, bear. very big bear. So let's start with uh, Mark this time. Did he hit the ball with the bat a lot? We already know what's going to happen. If it were for, if it were just for his baseball stats, I would say no, because who cares? (laughs) But if it were just, you're talking quotables. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot about that. He was a heavy quote machine. That's his main contribution to society. Heavy quote machine outside of baseball, for sure. No, just just in general, he had no contributions outside of his quotes. So just (laughs) based on quotes alone, he makes it into the quote wing of the Double Dead Hall of Fame. Awesome, and thus opens the quote wing of the (laughs) Double Dead Hall of Fame. Yet another area in the Britney Spears uterus, (laughs) right? To fill dead people with. If you're not aware, yes the the main the main chamber of the Double Dead Hall of Fame. This is strangely some your first time listening to the show the double hell fame is out front is is a sign presented by billy mays uh but you slide in through britney's vagina into her uterine area it's very large with many chambers many fallopian tubes and we're going to continue <laughs> yeah, adding to the topic many many more, fallopian many tubes. fallopian <laughs> wings to that all right so dustin uh yeah i'd say he's in for his uh baseballness and for his, his quotables baseballness <laughs> So yeah, some of his quotes for those who aren't aware. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. It ain't over till it's over. It's deja vu all over again. You can observe a lot just by watching. Always go to other people's funerals, otherwise they won't come to yours. <laughs> and uh, baseball is ninety percent mental, and the other half is physical. It's fantastic. <laughs> There's more than that, but those are the kind of the most popular ones for sure. All right, so Yogi Berra in. Yes, a baseball quotable in. man in into the right. into the sports. All right, right. no, no, the right. quotable the quotable tube. Okay, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Forgive me. The quotable. We do have some people in the sports area, even though Mark hates it. They, we, I don't hate he's, it. He's agreed with a couple of people. Yeah, I have. yeah that's true. And the, a couple of people have made it in despite him. We've got yeah, a couple other true, uh, sportsy guys coming up later oh, this year too. Yeah. That's Can't a tease. To hear that. Yeah. So yeah. moving on to so excited about the it. number three uh, possible entrant. What's his plan? His plan. Russians don't take a dump, son, without a plan. A guy that I first, uh, well, I'll just say, in uh, November 1st, Dying of Death, Fred Thompson, actor. Um, the first time I ever saw this dude, before, long before I knew he was involved in politics, was hey, the amazing, amazing movie, The Hunt for Red October, from way back in the day. And then he was a big player on Law & Order. He was in... Uh, forgettable Die Hard 2. Wasn't he actually a politician, too? He was. Later, like real he became politician? a politician, and it Marked was that, though, literally reason. one of the most like conservative across the dial uh, conservatives there was. <clears throat> I didn't so. think Die Hard 2 was bad. 
Who thinks Die Hard 2 is bad? Thomas just said forgettable Die Hard 2. Forgettable? I said, I said forgettable, yeah. I oh, did. You're insane. I think I 1 and 2 are both good. Die Hard 3 is After 2, they're all forgettable, but 1 and 2 are both good. Oh, I I disagree. There was a great line in one of the more recent ones that he takes out like a helicopter or a plane with a truck, and somebody goes, oh. you just took out that helicopter with a truck, and he says, I was out of bullets. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Die Hard 4 is ridiculous, but yes. Okay. All right, anyway, so Fred Thompson, I'm going to... Oh, God. (sighs) Are you struggling? I hated this person. Like, he was a terrible human being just because of his political stances and his ignorance and bigotedness and all that stuff. So I'm going to say no. Dustin? Uh, I don't really care about Fred Thompson, so I'm going to say no. (laughs) I'm going to agree with Dustin. I, too, do not care about Fred Thompson, so that's a no. (laughs) Do you even know who he is without seeing a picture of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Well, he's got a very identifiable face and voice. Yeah, he does. He would have been a great video game guy. Yeah, he he was a, you know, a pretty prominent character actor, but yeah, I agree. He's pretty spare for a character actor. And an even more spare politician. Agreed. All right, number four on the list. Hello. I'm Madonna. As you can see, I'm pregnant. I would like to... Say hello to my friend Kurt Loder because he loves me so much. Everything I do is wonderful. I can't do no wrong. Oh. Hi, Kurt. I'm Scott Weiland. I sing for a band sometimes called STP. Man, you can let it kick in first. Hey, bastard. That's Fred Thompson ran for president in 08. Oh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't there very long. But... Yeah. So who are we talking about here? All right, you can, you can fade it now. So, obviously, we're... We're here to grieve and talk about the devil. Oh, God damn it! We're here to talk about the death of Scott Weiland on. Oh crap! I turned the page. Not like <laughs> that's Metallica. a different song. <laughs> uh, on December third of 2015, Scott Weiland finally, finally succumbed to his drug addiction. Dead of death. Sad. Nah, he's dead. Dead of, dead of more than that. Very, very. Sad. Everyone's dead of death. <clears throat> well. That's not true, but... That is true. What was his official uh, death cause? Was it overdose? Uh, he had multiple drugs in his system. Everyone dies of death. Uh, Shut your mouth. You can't argue that, for sure. Yes. No, I can argue that all you day. You can, but it's bullshit. Um, your face is bullshit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anyway. Scott Weiland's probably, <clears throat> if not the most influential, one of the most influential musicians influential? to ever <laughs> influence me. Um... You know, I think it's been documented on this show for a long time that I grew up listening to a lot of uh, contemporary Christian music and really didn't have any <clears throat> um, exposure to, you know, this kind of, you know, the kind of secular music. But when I did, this is the band that I kind of latched onto from the very beginning and always was a big Wyland fan. So like a latchkey kid, huge, huge blow to me when he died. So and I was a latchkey kid. So. I'm so gonna, it's obvious you're going to vote him in. I'm going to I'm going to let Dustin go first since that's the way we were going. Oh yeah, of course he's in. I 
I loved STP in the 90s. I still like them. I still listen to them on occasion and always enjoy it when I do. Uh, they got some really... I think they were a little... Well, not just a little. I think they were a lot better than the standard generic butt rock that came out of the oh, 90s sure. era. Absolutely. And they actually hold up, so... Uh, despite his personal demons and some things like when uh, he died, his wife had that whole uh, article that she wrote about how nobody should be celebrating Don't him because celebrate he was kind of yeah. shitty and... And he may have been a shitty person to his family and all that, but I just got to judge it based on what I know as, as far as the music's concerned. And uh, from that, I would vote him in. Yeah, well, very to... few celebrities are we like, oh man, I just want to be that person because right. of who they are personally, because we don't know them personally. It's yeah. all about what what they did in their artistry, whatever whatever version that is, whether actor, musician, whatever. True. That we envy. Hence, hence why we still put Michael Jackson up on a pedestal, despite all the despite kid the charges. Despite the fact that, yeah. yeah the diddling. Yeah, obviously. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, he was definitely, a, when it came to the grunge rock scene, he was definitely a cut above. And I can't say I've listened to anything past, uh, was it something from the gift shop, the Vatican gift shop? I forgot the name of that. I listened to the fourth album. That that was really good. It had I, Sour Girl and a couple of other things was, on was it. Was that after that? Was the okay. third album. Okay. I that was I, number four. Vatican gift number shop four. was Thirst. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Well, anyways, I I don't know that I've listened to much past that era, but that era was certainly very very well defined, and they had a very distinct presence within the grunge genre and were pillars in that community. So absolutely, Scott Weiland should be in that. So he enters the grunge wing Hall of Fame, the gr- of the of the Hall of Fame, absolutely. the grunge fallopian tube. You know, we can't forget Velvet Revolver either because that was a big piece. Uh, once I forgot Stone about it. Pilots has pretty much moved on that. The Guns N' Roses, we've unfortunately reviewed twice a Guns N' Roses <laughs> album, but it was the rest of Guns N' Roses that wasn't on that album with Scott Weiland. Did they that, ever, was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Did they ever release a Chinese Democracy 2? I know there was talk about that. <laughs> no, they're still working on that. I think it'll be okay. another 20 years. At least Marcus is keeping up with it. <laughs> well, let us know so we can review that. All right. We'll, we'll contact the head on Twitter and tell them we're doing that. <laughs> You the new butler? <laughs> well, it's been a long time since I've been the new anything. What's happened to uh, Hudson? I guess he's changing. Yeah, he does that a lot, doesn't he? Um, oh, I'm David Bowie. I live down the road. Oh. Sir Percival lets me use his piano when he's not around. He's not around, is he? I can honestly say I haven't seen him, but come on in. Come in. But uh, come on in. Are you related to Sir Percival? Well, distantly, yeah. Uh... Oh, you're not the uh, poor relation from America, right? <laughs> Yeah, news sure travels fast, doesn't it? I'm Bing. Oh, I'm pleased to meet you. You're the one that sings, right? Well, right or wrong, I sing either way. Oh, well, I sing too. Oh, good. What kind of singing? Well, mostly the contemporary stuff. Do you, uh, do you like modern music? Oh, I think it's marvelous. Some of it really fine. But tell me, uh, you ever listen to any of the older fellas? Oh, yeah, sure. I like, uh, John Lennon. And the other one with, uh, Harry Nelson. Ooh, you go back that far, huh? All right, so moving on, the last month that I had to scour was January, and there was some pretty big January deaths. Uh, pretty big little death month. Marcus, is this a comment? Up, um, number two there. Ah, yes, vanilla ice. No, not that one. We all know Marcus would vote vanilla ice just for that couch story from before. <laughs> that is his cool story, bro, quote. <laughs> so this is a, uh, this is obviously, this is one of my favorite songs ever, but this is a, uh, all right. 
They really should have cut the farts out. <laughs> Would have made it a lot more iconic. You fuckers feel better? Good God. That was a lot Have of you gotten all your fucking I can't play any drops in my beer podcast shit out of your system? God damn. You could have talked over that. Bunch of fucking two-year-olds. <laughs> Fart noises are funny. <laughs> so this is oh, obviously everything fart tonight for you. crying out loud. The, uh, on January 10th of this year, David Bowie bit it for the last time. But are you serious? It's a very violent way to describe his death. But are you serious? I'm Katie Couric. So, But are you serious? I don't feel like I need to talk David Bowie up to Honestly, the next three people, I don't feel like I need to talk up that much. So, he bit Everybody knows who David time. Bowie was. I don't know who he is. Explain him to me. So the, the second member of that duo is dead now. Very, very sad. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Vern Troyer? Why? Uh, no. <laughs> It was the gassy one in the recording. That's my question. That was Freddie Mercury. At least they know. farted on cue. We we have listened to the all acapella version of that one before and never heard the farts. <laughs> that that must the, have been a separate mic. Yeah, that, that was, was on a separate track. That was the the secret recording. <laughs> so anyway, David Bowie, Mark. Uh, absolutely. A, uh, a gargantuan, statuesque figure in the music community. No doubt about it. Absolutely. I would say the same thing, obviously. So... Two boats and he's in. And go in. No matter what Dustin says. He goes into the Star Child fallopian tube. We'll put him in the grunge area with uh, Scott Weiland. No, we can't go to the grunge area. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to count to three. There will not be a four. Give me the code. One. I don't know it. I'm telling you. Get on the jet to Tokyo and ask the chairman. I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. All right, so a couple days after that, the 14th of January, um, was the final breath of... 16. Actor Alan Rickman. Ah, yes. Alan Rickman. He of the Harry Potter, um, Die Hard, which we already mentioned, but the first Die Hard, um... See what else was he Love in? Love Actually, time? Galaxy Quest was a big one. Love Actually was a fantastic. He'd done movie a ton of in. stuff. I mean, just tons of things. Fuck. He was really good at yes, playing sir. the. Can you put your phone down, please? Alan Rickman at five 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 zero one two two. Please leave a message at the beep. Hello, Alan Rickman. It's Alan Rickman. Reminding you to move the pork chops from the freezer to the refrigerator so they defrost properly. Do not disappoint me. Hello. You've reached Alan Rickman at 555-0122.
please leave a message at the beep. Alan, it's me again. Remember that turtle joke for the party. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Alan Rickman. Okay. Greta, this is him. Uh, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's another. That's, yes, that, that was that was one he was in for sure. Should, he was the best part of that movie. Did you sure. hear that? Uh, it came out, I guess, right before his death that he revealed that... Yes, dude, we, we've talked about this on the show before. Have we yes. really? Yes, we have. Wow. I have a short memory. Yes, yes, we What have. did he reveal? I don't remember. No, it's too late now. Thomas said we already talked about that it. That he had someone helping him write... They went to a pizza hut and rewrote stuff the, on his the parts side of the script. Yeah. Oh, to make it better? Essentially, yeah. Because it was shitty? All yes. the good lines of, yes. of his character were all due to his and his All due to the friends. pizza hut? Yeah, yes. due to the Pizza Hut buffet, <laughs> provided him with the inspiration to rewrite the good lines. I wonder if he had the Pizza Hut buffet where they brought the pizza around, like the one we used to go Probably to. Probably not. I don't think those exist anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> but they might have well, been. Well, that was 1992, so yeah. they might have been. was not 92. Might have been around then. When did Prince of Thieves come out? It was like 93 oh, or something. when it came out. I'm sorry. I thought you meant when we were at the Pizza Hut. Well, no. <laughs> when will then be now? When Rickman was writing the script. Gotcha. It was probably 92. So, let's see. I think it's my turn. I think absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Dustin, I think he was... Dust, yeah, I would also say absolutely. I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, while Dustin's talking here, that yeah, he's, he's one in. of the most definable character actors doesn't, of all time. Doesn't matter at all because uh, he's already me, in. It's me, it's me. And, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, he's definitely in. I'm going to go ahead and say that he's in. Irrelevant, but he's all in. Right. Alan Rickman into the uh, answering machine hall of the Philippine <laughs> tubes. All right. One more from me, and then it's on to Mark. Um, so at the Mark with the sink. A couple of days later... What is the one if I said, right, Glenn, you've got five minutes to live, you can play one song to be remembered by, the defining song? Well, you know, I have my favorite records, you know. And, what's, and your, what's your number one? I loved One of These Nights. Yeah. I thought that was so. a really interesting song. I thought it was kind of cowboy R&B, mm. you know, fuzz tones instead of saxophones, you know, great, uh, you know, great soul singer Don Henley, uh, you know, cool chord progression mine and, uh, <laughs> you know that was I th- that was one of my f- absolute favorite Eagles records um, the 18th of January when this dude 18. bit it for the last time <laughs> Wait, don't you only really like bite it once you really like that image of them biting biting down for the last time <laughs> and taking it violently into the death mm. doorway Glenn Fry. <laughs> Dead of death. Yes, correct. Ah, the other master recording of. <laughs> God damn it! Everyone's so gassy. I will say that obviously the Eagles and probably everybody that's been involved in the Eagles probably deserves to be in some sort of hall of fame or something. But especially Henley, definitely the the um, the Glenn Fry songs. I was not anywhere near as big into as the other songs because they had a, he took on the more country side of the Eagles. And I would I, say Glenn Fry or uh, Don Henley. Those those both will probably be automatic. Joe Walsh should be an automatic. Joe too, Walsh should yeah. be, yeah. Um, Who was that spare they always had battles with? I forget his name. I don't remember. That they refused to talk to after he left. Just a Montmeyer? Uh, not even. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a Montmeyer's leg. <laughs> so, uh, That's so, dark. So, Dustin, your thoughts? Uh, I would definitely say he's in. Even if it's the country vibe you don't like. I enjoyed the country vibe, so it's I would definitely say he's a, in. Your vote is not about what I like. I know. But to counter your vote where you wouldn't say Zen, I'm going to say Zen. I didn't say he wasn't in. <laughs> Mark? Mark? Yeah, I love I love the Eagles. I 
can't think of a bad song of theirs or a song that I really don't care for at all. Uh, back when I was in middle school, I celebrated their entire catalog. So, absolutely, Glenn, Glenn Fry and Glenn is is in definitely good deal into the easy rock fallopian tube. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, let's move on to February of 2016. All right, Allie, so it, it fits fits well. Now, what's one of like the worst breaks or worst injury you've ever had? You know what? Either spleen or. Uh, Lacerated liver. That's pretty gnarly. Now, I want to see you on your gold bike again because I witnessed it a few years ago. Are you ever going to ride that again? You know what? Probably not. But Come on. But, you know, maybe, maybe a similar one, maybe someday. But right now, I haven't competed in, um, in over a year now, and I'm kind of not sure what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We'll let you get back to your schedule, but thank you so much. Thank you. 16. Which year? 16. <laughs> 16. 16. The first 16. entrance. No, not 18. Perhaps a new fallopian 16. tube for us here is Dave Mira, a extreme sports <laughs> athlete. He was a BMX rider who held the most medals from the X Games from 95 up until 2013. <clears throat> he had something like 16. 24 plus medals until Bob Burbsquist took the medals from him, so or the medal count at least. Uh, he ended up dying from a self-inflicted gunshot, and it was later discovered that he actually had CT. The first, uh, the first he extreme had sports athlete, he had uh, CTE. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Apparently, after he retired from BMX, that was riding, just audio from what happened. Shockingly, we have audio from when Dave Mira <laughs> shot himself. Peter he went into died. boxing, and that apparently only worsened things. So, <laughs> Thomas, let's go to you. You're a big extreme sports athlete, fan. <laughs> and athlete, <laughs> athlete fan. He's in animal that's, sports and extreme that's sports. True. That's hilarious. He's in animal sports. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck Dave Mira is. Really, you know, I forget, nope, I forget that Dave Mira was one of those figures that <laughs> transcended. I mean, I just went to his website because I'm trying to learn a bit about him. I mean, he's got 24 medals, won 14 gold, which is crazy. Um. I mean, he has to go, right? Like, just based off of that. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. You're you can vote however you choose. I'm gonna you say don't... I'm gonna say no. Okay, Dustin. Controversial. Controversial. <laughs> Something like that. I'm gonna go controversial too and say no because I don't care. Then he's out. <laughs> I would say yes because I watched the X Games all through the '90s and I could never ever come close. If I ever got on a bike, I would probably end up with a with CTE just from a casual fall over on my bike. <laughs> But uh, I always I always admired the guy's skill and watching him and others like uh, Tony Hawk and all those. So I would have said yes, but that's irrelevant at this point. It's Marcus driving down the road. Down drive around Firewheel Parkway. <laughs> yes. It's the only street upon which I can travel. Apparently. <laughs> let's turn to Roe v. Wade because... Let's turn to Roe v. Wade because you, uh, Justice Skiller, you had very strong opinions about this at the time. I know you do now. Why were you so violently opposed to it I, I wouldn't say violently I'm a peaceful man uh, you, you mean adamantly opposed adamantly, but adamantly. Uh, basically because the theory uh, that was expounded to impose that decision was a theory that uh, does not make any sense and that is namely the theory of substantive due process. There's a due process clause in the Constitution uh, which says that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process. That is obviously a guarantee, not of, not of life, not of liberty, not of property. You can be deprived of all of them, but not without due process. My court... 
Antonin Scalia, the associate Supreme Court justice who served for almost 30 years, dead of death, and he was the first Italian-American Supreme Court justice. He probably had accordion legs, too. (laughs) (laughs) He just ate meatballs and spaghetti? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's not Italian. (laughs) No, that's very not Italian. He died because he was an asshole. This is always playing while he was serving <laughs> no up matter his where he decisions. Was. Hey, did he die at like? He died somewhere in Texas. So yeah, he was shooting quail somewhere here in Texas. On died. his on his um, Wikipedia page, it says he died on February twelfth slash thirteenth. Maybe he died. I don't know. I think he went to bed and they found him the next day. So I don't yeah. know when he died. Ah, okay. That's Maybe right. he died. It started dying at 11.58, finished at 12.02. It's just really weird. Like, yeah. did his death span multiple minutes? <laughs> it's like Fine. one of those extreme movie deaths. So, I'm Dust- not dead yet. Dustin, what do you, how do you feel about Antonin Scalia, and does he deserve to be in the Supreme Court Justice Fallopian Tube? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's how I feel about him, and does he deserve to be in there. I'm not a big fan of a lot of his rulings and that kind of stuff, but... Making all the way to Supreme Court does seem like uh, maybe a noteworthy thing, and people do know who he is, so I'm going to go ahead and say in. And see, my whole thing about him is, if you're going to... It's it's more about relative to the other Supreme Court justices, and do you deserve to be in there? And I say no, because he was not a great Supreme Court justice. He was an obstructionist. He fought against women's rights. He fought against gay rights. Um, he tried to overturn Roe v. Wade based on women's privacy. So I say he's absolutely out. Yeah, like I said, not necessarily a fan of what he actually did. Well, that's what I'm saying, and, and apparently he was... I think you are. You voted him into a Hall of Fame, sir. <laughs> sure, yes. So... Yeah, that makes me out. Hardcore right... Republican, look at me. Uh, All anti-women's rights, that's me. I was listening to this podcast the other day that, that indicated you always have Rush Limbaugh on your radio station, so, I mean, it uh, is what it is. All the facts seem to be coming together here. And apparently, uh, Chief Justice Rehnquist thought he was so unstable that he would never give him any of the important cases to uh, declare the uh, decisions for. That's what so, you want to hear. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, just based on that, I think he's out. I actually had no idea about any of that. So, Thomas, how do you uh, feel about Scalia? He is a... Females don't have the right... Look. I was going to say he's a despicable human being, but, you know, I, I don't know. He just he was, he was a very wrong person. Um, so, no, he does not have my vote. So... I'm sorry, but we still cannot construct a Supreme Court justice fallopian tube. Not yet. Thank you. Now, will you identify the man who beat you? Most certainly will. Sitting right yonder. Tom, will you stand up, please? Let Miss Mayella have a good long look at you. Tom, will you catch this, please? Thank you. Now then, this time, will you please catch it with your left hand? I can't, sir. Why can't you? I can't use my left hand at all. I got it caught in a cotton gin when I was 12 years old. All my muscles were toe loose. Next entrant is... Scrape for momentum. The one-time novelist, although in theory she had two books, one of which was controversial, 
Harper Lee, writer oh, of To Kill a Mockingbird and a researcher for Truman Capote's book In Cold Blood, she also died of death. Isn't there like a lot of controversy around that second book? Yeah, so it turned out that the book that was released, um, I, think, I think it's called Ghost Set of Watchmen or something like that, uh, it was the first draft for To Kill a Mockingbird. And her estate decided to turn that into the second book. So it's not really a sequel or a prequel. It's just that's really draft. awesome. Yeah, and she never wanted so to write... So they just basically made a money grab and created a second book out of a bunch of bullshit? Exactly, exactly. So that's that's some extreme bullshit right there. Yes, I would agree. Now, I can't. I don't know that I can have a ruling on this because I've never seen the movie of To Kill a Mockingbird, nor have I read the book To Kill a Mockingbird. But I'm going to say you're pretty spare if you only write one book. You didn't have you to read away. it in high school? Nope. Oh. You're pretty spare if you write one fucking iconic book? I don't eh. really think that that's spare. If you can't follow it up, you're spare. She's out. <laughs> You compared to her, who's more spare? I didn't say it wasn't spare. I said she's spare for one writing one book and then can't follow. Harper up. Lee, like ninety percent of the population knows who that is. I, I don't I think that that's spare at all. I didn't say you. You could just you know you could do that one off of one book. You could still not be spare. I'd say she's out. All right, Thomas. I mean, I see both sides of that argument for sure, but we just. Voted Scalia out because he did that motherfucker. So, well, I don't Scalia. think he, I don't think um, Scalia had or uh, Harper Lee necessarily had Scalia leanings. Yeah, but we don't know that. Well, yeah, we don't know that. Pretty sure we knew how she felt giving the. Uh, well, uh, I, to I, Kill I, Mockingbird was actually a pretty progressive book. I did read yeah. the book and did watch the movie. Uh, not like it changed my life or anything, but if you are being exhibited in, you know grammar in school for something or other your work is being exhibited i think you're probably deserving of an entrance into the double dead hall of fame yeah but so is everybody poops during daycare so i'm also gonna say that's not you're not (laughs) that's those are two totally different things (laughs) sir all right so she's in in the author's wing all right she moves into the writer's (laughs) fallopian tube (laughs) i don't know who else is in there for that but Next, Punky Brewster goes to parents' night. When Henry doesn't show, can Punky save face? She's up in the space shuttle. And will they buy it? She caught the red eye. Next. Finally, for February, George Gaines, Henry from Punky Brewster, and Commandant Eric Lassard in all seven of the Police Academy movies. Did you fart? I have to admire him for sticking it out through seven Police Academy movies. And he was on one of my favorite shows as a kid, so I'm going to say George Gaines is absolutely in, into the Fake Dad Hall of Fame. Or not Fake Dad, I guess, but the Dad Hall <laughs> of Fame. Wasn't Thomas supposed to be first? doesn't matter. Because you I voted on Harper Lee first. Whatever. Just move on. So yours is really irrelevant, so what do you think, Thomas? <laughs> We're going to keep this thing in order. Uh, no order. I'm going to say no. I'm also going to say no, so he's out. <sighs> Man, he's one of the most iconic figures from the 80s. You guys are so spare. But pretty spare. Uh, Way more spare than Harper Lee, by the way. I'm definitely not arguing that I'm not spare. (laughs) Okay. Way, way more spare than Harper Lee. Moving on to uh, March, one of Dustin's favorite figures in politics, Nancy Reagan, Mammy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Former actress and former first lady of the United States of America. Is that your Nancy Reagan impersonation? No, that was my Ronald Reagan impersonation. Well, Mommy. In the next few months... The motion picture industry and theater owners will be bringing you a series of messages like the one you just saw. I don't think anybody will miss the point. The thrill can kill. The drug dealers need to know 
that we want them out of our schools, neighborhoods, and our lives. And the only way to do that is to take the customers away from the product, say no to drugs, and say yes to life. Of course, your local drug pusher may tell you a little something different about these drugs. And who you believe is up to you. But then again, if you go ahead and try them, at least it won't be out of ignorance. Just stupidity. What would I do if someone offered me these drugs? I'd tell them to take a hike. She died of congestive heart failure at 94. I don't like those. I guess she was so upset by Ronnie's death <laughs> that she died like she 30 died years 15 later. years later. <laughs> she just now got the news that he died. He said, well, Mommy, why don't you come on home? She has the same reporting sources as Michael Caine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I just found out Roddy died. Uh, Dustin, I think you're up first. Uh, I don't know. I don't... I'm not a big fan of uh, the anti-drug campaign, so I'm going to say out. But there's a war. It's true. There's a, a lot of money wasted on that. Is it my turn? It is. No. Just go. Not really. It's actually Marx's turn. I don't know why he doesn't like to go in order. He just likes to throw it up. He likes to lord his... Throw it like, up, throw uh, it up. I do whatever I want to. His superior monitor stand over all of us. <laughs> um, God, that's a hard one. All right. I'm going to uh, lean towards <laughs> no. Man, I would have said she's one of the more prominent first ladies we've ever had. I would have said in. She but. is. I mean, I don't think she's one of the most, but... So, no no uh, First Lady. <sighs> no First Lady for Hall of Fame. <laughs> the horrifying ordeal of Frank Sinatra Jr. began while he was filling an engagement at Lake Tahoe. He was on the bill at the Horror Casino, and there was no shadow of the impending crime as he held the floor at an earlier performance. The young man was following in the footsteps of his father. The elder Sinatra was the idol of Bobby Soxers in the 30s. fulfilling his engagement at the resort on the California-Nevada state line, young Frank was staying at this motel annex. He was having dinner before one of his shows when his abductors moved in. An FBI padlock seals the door of his room as clues are sought. Next up is Frank Sinatra Jr. The, uh, definitely the least significant Sinatra. (laughs) More or less spare than Harper Lee. (laughs) Uh, definitely. Well, I don't know. He at least had more than one song. He had. He started a movie or two. He definitely. He? he definitely tried. They weren't. I don't think they were very, very successful. He sounded just like his dad. Um, but I don't think he ever really. He obviously never surpassed his dad. He tried to fill his dad's shoes, but never quite got there. So, and he actually. Uh, I didn't know this till today. He was kidnapped in 1963, and uh, Frank Senior paid two hundred forty thousand dollars. Then he's ransom. in. Just a fun little fact, fun little kidnapping fact. <laughs> you know, him because Plus, he was kidnapped. He died of a heart attack at uh, seventy-two, I believe. So, but that being said, he was still pretty spare. Yeah, uh, maybe a little less spare than Harper Lee, but still pretty spare. So, I say he's out. No one would know who he was if he wasn't Frank Sinatra Jr. If he was Bill Sinatra, and they'd be like, I think I remember the Sinatra name, Steve Sinatra. Yeah, exactly. Thomas. Um, I'm going to say no. Thomas is flingering, but you can't see because of your bank o monitors. Of course, I had to bring back Flinger. The, it's been active the, until today. The <laughs> completely non-existent application. 
I think flingering is still a thing, isn't it? Yeah. I was I was doing this new thing called emailing. Oh, that is brand new. Uh, I got to snap some more necks Gosh. digitally. Yep, I sure did. You know, Hank, I was just uh, wondering why you say that hey now thing. What do you mean? Well, it's just something that you used on the show, and now you're starting to use it in your personal life, and, and, and it's an affectation of some sort, isn't it? Did you ever say hey now as a, as a kid? No, I don't. I probably didn't. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I, uh, I said uh, hey. Yeah. And I said uh, now. I right, mean, right, right, at, sure, at different sure. times. I but see. I, I, no, I never put them together till later. In life, uh-huh. so in that sense, it's it's uh, it's part of my personality. You know, Hank, this isn't easy for me, but uh, would you mind not doing it on the show anymore? Because, uh, frankly, I'll wait, tell you the wait truth. A Are you telling me that when you yeah. do your uh, you do you do this, that yeah. isn't the, the same affectation? That isn't the same as my hey now. <laughs> also in March, Gary Shandling, comedian and actor, oh, famous yeah. uh, perhaps most for What's the Larry Sanders show on HBO, a show I never, I've only seen an episode of here or there. That was a great and show. I always thought he was uncomfortable to look at. <laughs> that was a great show, though. He reminded me of like a shiny potato. Um, why, why does that make you uncomfortable? It, it, I don't like shiny potatoes. I like them rough That's and very weird specific thing to not like. Uh, he died of a heart attack as well. So many heart attacks. I thought for so long, just like Marcus thinks uh, the guy's name is Radiohead, I always thought his name was Larry Sanders. Sanders, yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, a lot of people have eponymous shows, so it makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the only thing I actually, other than the Larry Sanders show, the only thing I remember him on is being a prick, uh, like congressman. Was it that guy? In Iron Man 2. Uh, yes, oh. Iron Man. Randomly. Dustin. He was an HBO icon, started that show, uh, or started that network having original programming, one of the first really big shows that ever came on there, and it was fucking hilarious, so I'm going to say in. I'm going to abstain from voting because I didn't view a lot of his material, so. <laughs> and it doesn't matter since we both voted in uh, anyway. It's too late. It's too late. Uh, your vote wouldn't have mattered. It's totally irrelevant. Meet Kathy who's lit most everywhere From Zanzibar to Barclay Square But Kathy's only seen the sights A girl can see from Brooklyn Heights What a crazy pair But they're cousins Identical cousins all the way One pair of matching bookends Different as night and day Where Kathy adores a minuet the ballet russe and crepe Suzette. Our Patty loves to rock and roll. A hot dog makes her lose control. What a wild duet. Still they're cousins. Identical cousins and you find. They laugh alike. They walk alike. At times they even talk alike. You can lose your mind when cousins are two of a Also, the last person in March is Patty Duke, star of the Patty Duke Show, president of SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, and a singer. She died from, this sounds like a horrible death, sepsis from a ruptured intestine. Cock oh, and balls! You know and, what that is, right? No, I guess... I'm it, pretty sure that's the toxicity in your bowels oh, leaking out into... From a ruptured intestine? Yes. Oh, God, that just sounds terrible. That sounds like a really... I don't know how quick that is, but that sounds like a really painful way to go. Sounds like a miserable death. But uh, in the Patty Duke show, she actually played two characters, Patty and Kathy. Patty was the yeah. uh, wild American teen, and her twin from the UK was Kathy. Twins. She played both. Yeah. Twins. Right. 
Oh, did you know she's actually Sean Astin's mom? I did know that. I did, did not know that, know that. But I bet we'll find that out in many future Fuck. episodes. <laughs> but a lot of people will be his mom. God damn it. <laughs> uh, she has to be in just for being the SAG president, right? Uh, she doesn't pretty, have to. That's a pretty, no. that's a pretty big... Uh, it's, it starts with me and it goes to Mark, so we'll see what happens. I would have voted her in just for being... Uh, when I was a kid watching Nick at Night in TV Land, yeah. one of my first crushes as a kid, uh, I had a big crush on Patty Duke. Really? Yeah. That's, uh, you like to talk like That's this? Mark voting out of turn, but I'm going to go ahead and say... <laughs> Somebody called me, so I say she's in. Um... Somebody yeah. called on you? No, nobody I did. called on me. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go and say she's in also. Again, for Nick at Night as well. If Nick at Night hadn't existed, I probably would have said, who's Patty Duke? No. Okay, you don't have to go down that path. Though. But yes. Thank you, Nick at Night. <laughs> Patty Duke thanks you for joining the the uterine Hall of, uh, Hall of Dead the, or whatever. The, TV land, the Nick at Night fallopian tube. Did, uh, did Patty Duke play the Helen Keller from the Miracle yes, Worker? Yes, she oh, did. Okay. She did. There you go. Originally in before the Patty Duke show and then again in the 70s, she played uh, Melissa Gilbert, I think, in that played the uh, Helen Keller role and she played somebody else. Melissa Gilbert? Sabrina the Teenage Witch? That's right. Huh. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a, that was uh, from that's Little a, House on the Prairie. That's a Melissa great Gilbert. little fun fact. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Thomas, what would you yeah. have voted? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter what I would have voted. Sure. Even does. though I already said, you know, she has to be in just for being president of, S- of, of the. That was just Screen your theory, though, field, right? That's a good point. All right, moving on to April. She's in. Moving on to April. I mean, this most respectful girl. You don't have to work anymore. You don't need to work anymore. Why do it? Why fight it? Why hop on the bus and drive a thousand, couple of thousand miles to another date in a. I'm scared of the loneliness. It'll get awful quiet, awful quick. If you want to be left alone, they'll leave you alone. People leave you alone. But you don't want that, and I don't want it either. I mean, we want to be what we have been all of our life, and we want to continue, and we don't want to ever die. And you know that's the the next big event once you retire. You're scared of the loneliness. Yeah. A legendary legend in country music, Merle Haggard. Little Merle Haggard. He had uh, over thirty number one hits in his career, and he died of pneumonia, something that hits many senior citizens. Yeah, he was an old guy. Yeah, to me, there's no doubt. I'm just gonna go. Ahead. I'm just gonna say, there's no doubt in my mind. He's absolutely okay. He's a legend. Man, his wife. Let's see. His wife died this year too. I'll go out to the Haggard family. I wonder. Damn, it's not giving me the specifics. I wonder who went first. Who bit it first? It's all about biting it today. <laughs> Thomas is big into biting pillows. <laughs> Thomas, how would you vote on ye, ye old Merle Haggard? Yeah, obviously he plays. Stuff I'm not really interested in, but just for his, you know, influence over the entire genre. He has to it in be my in. ass. <laughs> so I guess he makes it into the country fallopian tube. Yep. <laughs> we can't just put all the musicians together. They all have to be their specific genre. Oh, no, they no, can't no. just all be the musician fallopian. Some people are only interested in certain tubes of the Double Dead Hall of Fame. <laughs> Some people. So we ask their dead corpses, which they're more into. Yeah. No, no. It's just it's about how we arrange it co- compactly for the uh, occasional. Passerby who wanders in to, you know, from some. They're going on a tour. They want to view just specific Philippian tubes. Okay. Sit down. Now you listen to me. 
Maybe you could all use some advice from someone who's in a position to give it. See what you did, Amy? <laughs> you think we have nothing to offer? We've been married 46 years. We've seen the lows and we've seen the highs. What day was the high? <laughs> also in April was Doris Roberts, the uh, mother on Everybody Loves Raymond. She was also the drunk aunt or uh, mother-in-law, I can't remember which, on Christmas Vacation. So she's done a lot of shit. Uh, she years. has. She was a the consummate character actor. Dustin. Females don't have the right... So Thomas is voting out. I think Thomas is first, actually, because he was oh, last was, on the last one. I don't one. know how this rotation goes. Just go. I was first on the last one. You were last on the last one. You were second on the last one. I'm going to say out. I'm going to say out. But everybody knew that. Uh, I'll say in. She was a big enough name and did a, uh, big enough roles. That put her in. I agree. For a character actor, she was you know up there, top of the pops. So I, I say she's absolutely in. Top of the pops. You're an unusual person. Most people don't get famous with one name and then change it, right, would you say? What's the story of that, by the way? Uh, well, I, um, uh, I had searched deep within my heart and spirit, and I wanted to uh, uh, make a change and move to a new plateau in my life. And one of the ways in which I did that was to change my name. It sort of divorced me from the past and all the hang-ups that go along with it. Why then did you choose the artist formerly known as? Well, I didn't choose that. That was chosen. It chosen for you. Yeah, pretty much. What would you have chosen? Uh, I, I, I mean, did you think of a name? What is your name at birth? My name at birth was Prince Rogers Nelson. So did you think of Nelson? No. Rogers? No. Were you thinking of a name? No, it didn't come to me like that. So how did the artist formerly known as come about? Well, that came up through people's uh, uh, problem with mainly the the media's problem with not having a pronunciation for the symbol. So they had to come up with something, I guess. So the artist formerly known as is a media invention. Yes, sir. Not your invention. No, sir. And finally in April, one of the bigger deaths of the year, the Purple Rain musician Prince. Died of a fentanyl overdose, although nobody knew it at the time. Apparently he had been abusing that drug for quite a quite a long time. It, wasn't it the same drug that uh, Michael Jackson died of? Same, yep. Same thing? That is true. I did not know that. Apparently he had uh, a lot of... Um, some people think that because he walked he, or he wore heels all the time, that that caused that, some big like, hip Yeah, issues. had some hip issues or yeah. something. So because of that, he apparently got addicted to painkillers and... Uh, Cost his death. They had an emergency Very stop, sad. and then a few days later, he was double dead. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate Prince for the fact that he always just kind of hung out in Minnesota, didn't try to go L.A. or anything like that. Yeah. Seemed like a humble person for people that uh, actually lived in Minnesota. They could run into him, and he would, you know, actually talk to people on the street. And then on top of that, he would always, like, throw big get-togethers at the house and yeah, stuff like that. that's really cool. I'd never heard that. that would just and... open it up to everybody to live there, and I thought that was pretty cool. Plus... Yeah. Uh, his music was very influential. Uh, it was huge. Badass guitar huge. player, badass uh, performer. So yeah. I would definitely say it's a no-brainer in. As Eric Clapton once said, somebody asked him, uh, how's it feel to be the best guitar player in the world? And he said, I don't know, go ask Prince. So yeah, uh, if Eric Clapton looked up to him, and he's obviously a great musician, many iconic songs, he's in. <laughs> so much for the fade down. Out. 
That's the way Apple did it. <laughs> Thomas would have voted him out. No, but at least we had two to one. I was saying the music just went out all of a sudden. <laughs> I wouldn't have voted him out. You'll never know. And lastly, well, not lastly, but next month, anyways, uh, a journalism legend, Morley Safer from 60 Minutes. I'm Mike Wallace. I'm Morley Safer. <laughs> I'm Ed Bradley. I'm Steve Croft. I'm Leslie Stahl. Those stories and Andy Rooney tonight on 60 Minutes. Hi, I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thank you. So we had to oh, get the entire cast. Uh, this is Kermit the Frog. But he had been there since the third season back in 1970 of 60 Minutes. Quite the stalwart in CBS, obviously, and he died just eight days Maybe after gosh. announcing his retirement from 60 Minutes. Died of pneumonia. That's why Tom's is going to go out. He's going to work until his uh, dying days up there at the... Well, at being DFT. Announce my retirement at the Breakout Media <laughs> Network and just die five just days later. fade away. He just bite couldn't, it. Just couldn't hold the mic anymore. <laughs> I'm going to bite I'm going to bite it in eight days, guys. <laughs> I'm biting it. I'm biting it. <laughs> All right, is it my turn? Uh, sure, why not? Since we're keeping the order, I think it's uh, Quinn's turn. <laughs> All right, Quinn. Uh, he's obviously his a, vote. a journalism legend, so he's in. Thomas, journalism sucks. He's out. Uh, just because I don't want him in, I'm going to say he's out. <laughs> why do you not want him in? Because I didn't care about sixty minutes. Oh, whatever. Nice. I haven't watched sixty minutes in like twenty years, so he's out. That's just because you don't have cable anymore. You would watch it if you had it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dead at 96 in May, Alan Young. Now, do you know who Alan Young is? I do not. Um, from Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? No. Incorrect. Completely wrong. Hello. I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. And no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Red. Go right to the source and ask the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. A. People yakety-yak the street and waste your time a day. But Mr. Ed will never speak unless he has something to say. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. And this one will talk till his voice is hoarse. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. He was the human star of Mr. Ed and the voice of Scrooge McDuck in all its incarnations. Oh, look at that. Sure enough. He had to deal with a talking horse all the time, and he always played Scrooge McDuck, so that's two significant accomplishments. (laughs) Let's back off on significant. (laughs) Thomas, how would you vote knocking the bottom out of it? Is it my turn first again? Yeah, just go for it. Um, let's see. I was trying to see. You didn't give me much to go on there, so I was trying to see if there's anything else. Is he, he related to Alan Rickman? He hasn't. Done, he hasn't done much else. But Alan s- Young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dead at ninety six of death. Let's see. I'm just trying to see if there's anything High else five. that he could possibly be attributed to that would be. I'm just going to say no. Nope. Those are not good enough to get into the Hall of Fame. Dustin. I did enjoy Mr. Ed, but I enjoyed Mr. Ed more than I did. Uh, human guy that hung out with Mr. Ed. <laughs> nobody knows his name on that show. And uh, nobody nobody knows Alan Young anyway, so I'm going to say he's out. I, Way more spare than Harper Lee. He lived a long-ass time. He did. 96, he did. That's pretty good. I agree that uh, his characters were more known than him as the voice of those characters. Significant roles, for sure. Uh, he played Wilbur and Mr. Ed, and then yeah, you know, Scrooge McDuck. But um, 
if your name is not known outside those characters, I'm going to say you're pretty spare. So out as well. Three firm outs. You're you're shot out of Britney's ass into the concrete uh, gym floor out there. When you've gone through depression, you know there's no way out except Jesus healed me. And that's the only reason I'm here. I had a little chicken that died. And the only thing I did was prayed in the name of Jesus. And that little chicken became alive. (laughs) It happened. Lastly, in May, Jan Crouch, co-founder of the Trinity Broadcasting Network, the purple-haired lady who always cried on TV. She died of a stroke. I actually did not know that. Dustin, how do you feel about purple-haired lady? Uh, I think it was amusing to watch late at night on occasion back in the 90s to see how stupid and ridiculous it was but uh i don't know i think that whole industry is kind of a big con game so i'm going to say out just because uh, she was probably a stupid conny bit uh, conning bitch just like all the rest of them <laughs> uh yeah any i she always disturbed me just watching her on screen um much like uh, larry sanders uh, gary shandling <laughs> just <laughs> uncomfortable to watch always crying do not put Gary Shandling and this bitch in the same category. Not. She once said that so sorry. Uh, she prayed and brought a chicken back to life, and uh, she's ridiculous. So out. The whole Trinity Broadcasting Network could be part of it. Out. with the train. Russian whiskey. What's your name? Chanko? Chirpov? Ensign Chekhov. Pavel Andreevich, sir. Fine. Chekhov, Pavel Andreevich. Begin shipwide mission broadcast. Yes, sir. Happy to. Ensign authorization code 95 Victor Victor 2. Authorization not recognized. Ensign authorization code 95 Victor Victor 2. Access granted. May I have your attention, please? And moving on to June, Anton Yelchin, actor. Probably his most significant role was from playing uh, Chekhov in the modern incarnation of Star Trek, and his own car killed him. Yeah, that's a bad way to go. That is a horrible way to go, especially since I would imagine it probably didn't happen quickly. It was from his asphyxiation. So yeah, probably pinned there for hours. That's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, that's a terrible way to go. That's probably even worse than the ruptured intestine. Uh, it's probably longer, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know what yeah. the autopsy, yeah. if they did an yeah. autopsy and what that showed, but yeah. I would imagine it was it was a while. Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Thomas, um, aren't you first? I think I went first last time. I don't yeah. care. Just Thomas go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Star Trek movies are great. Yes, he's in. Pow. What else has he done other than that? Is that the only thing he's done? No, that's um, not the only thing. He did Fright Night. He was in Terminator Salvation. Yes. Um, seemed like he was starring in was something spare, recently. He did a bunch it of was. indie movies. Burying ah. the X was one that he was one of the main characters in for sure. Um, the Smurfs too. He played clumsy <laughs> Smurf. <laughs> well, for that, <laughs> the Smurfs, the Legend of Smurfy Hollow. He played ch- clumsy Smurf again. Apparently, he he plays clumsy Smurf a lot. <laughs> okay. He was ah, the main man. character. He was Odd Thomas in the movie Odd Thomas. It's kind of borderline for me, to be honest. Um, he was clumsy in the Smurfs: A Christmas Carol. <laughs> It's a really sad way to go, but I don't know that his career warrants it, so I'm going to say no. Oh, bad. 
He was great in Star Trek. Oh, he played young Kyle Reese in Terminator Salvation. He mm. was... The movies I've seen him in, the other indie movies, he's great. But I don't... Again, even though he's in Star Trek and he was a great Chekhov, I don't think that warrants him getting in, getting into the Star Trek fallopian tube. Out. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Finally, I guess we do have a Star Trek fallopian tube already. A legendary fighter, Muhammad Ali. He made some boxing fights and stuff. Is Kimbo Slice not on this list? He died what of the Parkinson's. Hell? How is Kimbo Slice not on this list? Just speaking of legendary fighters. We may have one more after this. Keep going. <laughs> Muhammad Ali, famous boxer man. He punched some people and won many times. And once lit the Olympic flame. Apparently it was quite the controversy, which I had no idea at the time. Dustin, go. Uh, you know, less for his uh, sportsiness and more for his civil rights movements. I would say he's in for that. Uh, he was the he was the right guy at the right time, so I, I definitely have to say in. Yeah, I think it was right place, right time, confluence. I mean, he was obviously a great boxer, but he was through that and how popular that sport was. He was not only just a big an, an inflamed sports figure; he became a he transcended. The he sport. transcended the sport. Yes, exactly. So for that, I absolutely say he's in. Thomas, you can vote him out. What I think. I'm guessing you <laughs> voted him out, though. Uh, yes. Of course, Muhammad Ali. You know, you got different neighborhood. There's different neighborhoods. You know, what I'm saying in every neighborhood in every city, there's a guy who's always a tough guy. There's always a bully. There's always, you know, a butt wipe. You know, what I'm saying there's always someone who just, just, just. You know, what I'm saying. You know, he always. You know, he feels like he, he has a point to prove. He'll walk around with a chip on his shoulder. Those are the guys that I, I like to bang with. You know what I'm saying? I like to throw hands with because I'm not that type of guy. And, you know, I don't like them type of guys. You know what I'm saying? They don't stop. Another legendary fighter, Kimbo Slice. Oh, Backyard crawler. Legendary <laughs> right after <laughs> Muhammad had, Ali. He had yeah. two fights with the UFC and ended with Bellator. <laughs> two fights. Was he 0-2? <laughs> he uh, died of heart failure and also had a mass on his liver. Ooh. He had been hospitalized and passed. he passed away. Mass on the liver does not sound yeah. good. And you also stole a ticket bit right there. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out of the show. Please. Thank you. <laughs> and you also stole a ticket bit right there. <laughs> I'll cut that out also. What the fuck is wrong with you? God damn. <laughs> uh, the guy had a big presence on the scene, and but I don't think just having a splash. If we were just doing it based on YouTube you know, views, if we had a YouTube fallopian tube... Uh, then I would say we yeah, could sure. we could put whatever we want uh, in there. No, no, we but can he, do whatever teams we want. He attempted to go big, and uh, it didn't work out for him. He was so I'm going to say good. he was pretty spare. Yeah. So I'm going to say he's out. I'm going to agree with you on that. He's out. Dustin, would you put him in? It's I'm abstaining because <laughs> it's irrelevant. Out, go out. That only took forever. All right. Well, if you have any comments on the show, go to four six nine six six five nine eight two seven. You can email us at breakroomshow at gmail.com. Oh, wow. We're on Twitter and Facebook as The Break Room. We might actually be Break Room Show on Facebook. I can't remember. Uh, on Instagram, we are Break Room Show also. <laughs> when we do Taste Buddies, you can see all the pictures five. there or other random things that we uh, put up there as well. Alco out, gasoline high five. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can go to breakroom.tv. There are all the links to subscribe to that show. You can, if you're not, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show and this is randomly your first time listening to this dumb, dumb show. Hope it's not a stuck vegetables in my ass. 
So we'll catch you guys in two weeks for episode 253, The Break Room. Out, out go, go out. out. Out go out. Out go out, gasoline high five. I love my 12-year-old girlfriend. Zeke Kyle. Yeah.